Hi everyone, welcome to my seventh podcast episode and tonight's title, Hustle and Heart, part one. And I sit down with a friend of mine known as King J. Pat and he opens up and shares a piece of his story and truth with us where he took his hustle and heart from the streets and is now investing that time and energy into his businesses. So you all are in for a treat, a real story. Uh, Thank you for tuning in and let's get naked. Okay, so welcome King J. Pat for joining um, Naked tonight. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good, good. So um, we're going to tell our truth tonight. Um, I want us to, um, of course, you know, spread a message to those out there who may have a similar past as what you had. Um, but I'm going to ask you some questions that I don't even know the answers to tonight. Okay. Okay. Um, but first and foremost, um, I know who you are. Um, for some of those out there who are listening, they may not know. So I wanted you to have an opportunity to uh, share with those out there just a little bit about who you are today. Okay. <clears throat> well, I am King J. Pat is what they call me. Um, I'm a 30-year-old male. I just turned 30 in December. Uh, I once was in the streets, I could say, but now I own three companies. Okay. And I own a transportation company. I own an exoskeleton training suit. And I own a clothing line. Okay, awesome. So, and some of us may not know what those companies, well, I mean, I know a lot of people may know what a clothing line is, um, but what did you say the second company was? An exoskeleton training suit. Okay, so I don't know what that is. So, would you mind sharing, like, what that is? Basically, I made, with uh, two of my partners, um, a a training elastic bodysuit, basically. Mm, Okay, okay. Nice. So, um, let's go back to your past first. So that's what you do today. Um, but it wasn't always like that for you. So you were in the streets previously. Um, seven years I- to be, seven years ago, we're going to put that there out there. Statue of limitation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> years ago okay that's a spiritual number you know yeah seven was the number of completion okay okay so seven but seven years you were in the streets right no i was in the streets from i would say 14 was really when i jumped off and it was like you know what fuck this i'm out here and then i it didn't catch up to me bad like where i had to sit down and think like damn nigga you need to do something else. And that's when I stopped saying I'm a nigga and became a king. Okay. Okay. Um, so you, okay. So that actually answered my first question. You were 14 when you um, started, what made you uh, want to start? Like what, were there any like factors that played a part? in you? Well, my starting? mother was a single parent, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, my truth is I didn't have, to do any of this 
Mm. Let's let's for, let's get that out foremost. Okay. I didn't live. I lived rough, but it wasn't that rough. Okay. That I had to be in the streets. My mother was a single parent. At one point, we did live kind of poor. I won't even okay. say kind. I watched my mom gather quarters to buy food from Wendy's, mm. and I saw her not eat, but make sure that I eat. And at the mm. time, I didn't know, you know, because my other family members lived a lavish life, right? So, going from their houses or their way of living to coming back to my house. In my way of living, it just seemed like we pulled. Gotcha. Mm. So that did something like to you, right? When you when you yeah, seen that, it, it didn't it didn't get to me until <clears throat> I was like thirteen, fourteen, and um, you know, I was a bad kid regardless. Uh, and like I said, I put this stuff on myself. I was a straight A student when it came to books, but okay. I was suspended every day kicked out of mm. class I was skipping school this was all I've been kicked out of every school that I've been into wow wow okay um and you think that because of like the dynamic of how you grew up that played a part I, I the the whole part of being kicked out of school and, and not respecting authority it was from not having a father mm. So that comes in to play when you are an angry kid at why your father isn't present into the life. So now you don't want to listen to nobody. And the only person you do listen to is either your mother or somebody who else show you love, your grandma. Right. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That's deep. Um, okay. So you're out here, you're in the streets, you're making money. Um, all that good stuff. What not, I w- not at first. So okay. <clears throat> okay. in the beginning, what made me get into the streets was I was tired of my mama taking things from me. Okay. Like, mean. if I got in trouble in school, it's no playing. You're not playing in the game. Or I was also a number one quarterback in the state of Florida at the age of, I think, 11 or 12 and then again I was number three quarterback in high school so I was always the the jockey that everybody wanted to give all the stuff to and when stuff started getting taken away from me like one Christmas my mom bought me all these gifts but I got suspended so she took them all back Mm. so that played a role into well shit if I go get my own money can't nobody take from me. No one right. can take what I pay for. So, so you're so you equated the money with power, like correct. Okay, okay, okay. And that's all it was with me. My me wanting to be in control of my situation. Me wanting to always be the person that's hey, no, I'm going to do this. Okay. Right, like I bought it. Like I bought it, or. Even if not even with stuff that I bought, just me always wanting to be in control of my life. I was always wanting to be in control. Okay. 
And that's my problem. That was my problem with authority also, wanting to be in control. Mm, okay. Um, well, speaking of, and this is this is definitely not scripted, but as you say, wanting to be in control, what was your first encounter like with authority, with like the police? Was that where you walking just- home from school and middle school, the police just jump out on you? And how did you react to that? Because you like to be in control. Yeah, we so, cuss, we cussing them out, and you know, you saying what you saying. See, back in those days, it was a little different, though. You wasn't having kids get shot. I mean, you was, but it wasn't like how it is now. Like you could cuss a cop out, cop might just drive off. Now you cuss a cop out, you might be shot, right, or killed, or killed. Yeah, right. Okay. So, um, fortunately, yeah. Um. Okay. So, um, I've been put in handcuffs at 10. Really? All my homeboys, we at the gas station and all us in handcuffs because the police just randomly wanted to know why we walking in the neighborhood. At 10 years old? At 10. On the side of the road in handcuffs. Wow. So, why, can you, hold on for just a second, um... I know you mentioned Florida, but, you know, I don't think you mentioned that in the beginning. Like, you are from Florida. Correct. I was born in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. and I was raised in West Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Wow. That's shocking. Um, So, what is, so this is just my question for you. What is the most money you made in one day? Uh... 17,000. You're lying. No way. Yeah. 17,000? In, ca- 17, in cash, 17,000. I've also... No. Wait, I'm sorry. King J. Pat. Excuse me. I know you by another name, but um, 17,000 in one day? In one day. Off of one move. What? Yeah. Okay. I. But... That's- even when I, in college at one point, I was seeing things happen at $200,000 get dropped off right here. I, when I was in working for this other guy in my city, and he used to send us to California, and we used to do things for him, and we would count $160,000, and I was 18. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, Yeah, I've seen a lot of money. mm. A lot of money. I've seen a lot of money. I've blown a lot of money. I've touched a lot of money. I know what money is. Even with some of my family members, like I have some rich family members who were Mm -hmm. broke, who were broke. All my family was poor. All of them hustled to get where they at. And that's either by starting companies, doing numerous jobs, or hustling in the streets, but they all figured out how to get out of the street. Mm. So I have another question. Um, I know you said that you've seen a lot of money. Um, I can only imagine making that much in one day, but um, would you say that there is, if you had a regret during that time, what would your biggest regret be during that time? That this is, all of this is it's temporary. Mm. 
all of it was temporary. Everything I was doing was temporary. And it and the thing is, it's no way to win in the streets unless you get streets. Mm. That's the only way to win. So when you got out, um, did you did you take a profit with you or did you come out like empty? Like what was that like for you? Coming out? Like did it you was have an up and things? down. It was an up and down road because it was a transition. It was a transition of getting out. It was like, I'm out. Next time, next week come, I done I'm down to my last dollars. Here go a phone call. I'm back in. Mm. And okay. I like another I like- thing about this life is it ain't always up. Mm. I made seventeen thousand in one day. I was also not made money for a whole month. Ah. So what were your slow seasons? Like so you had slow seasons. I had slow years. I won't say seasons. Mm. I've had I've had I had two, three years of just balling out. Then I have a year of just up and down. Just I'm up <clears throat> one month. <clears throat> the next month I'm I'm not up. The next month I'm up again. I take a big risk. The next month I'm down. Or I'm up three months straight. I'm down two months. Hmm. Okay, so it definitely seems like a roller coaster there. Um, but when did you know? Okay, so what was going on through your mind at the time when you knew, like, okay, it's time for me to leave. Like, I want out. Like, what was going on during that time that made you think? The death or of my grandmother. Mm. The death of my grandmother, her always wanting me to get out because she would always question me. But I never would tell her the truth, but she knew. Mm-hmm. You get it? And my mom knew too, but my mom would always like, not hide it, but like try to just, oh, that's not what he's doing. He says he is doing this, that's what he's doing. Right. But okay. she knew. She also knew. <clears throat> I mean, when I was 14, what 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 got me? I used to be breaking into people's houses with my homeboys, so that's where I got my first large lump sum of money. I was fourteen in ninth grade, taking three thousand dollars in cash to school. Really? So where did you meet these guys though from? Because I'm sure they were older than you, right? Nope, they were my age. Really? But you guys had to have. Well, didn't you guys have to have some type of like older influence, like who kind of already knew the game? Nope. We were the influence. My basically, what happened was all us was from a different hood or a different area, and we all got moved into like a more suburban area. Okay. And then we all came from different backgrounds. But we, when we got together, it was about getting money. And on, I was, it's a street that we used to call. I was fighting one day, and then my homeboy just screamed out Kurt Road. And then from there, it just took off. It was the Kurt Road boys. And we wasn't on no gang street. Like, it wasn't like no gangster, gangster street. This was by the jail, 
Donald Trump's golf course is over there, mm-hmm. and we we turned it up. Okay. It was already a little like Chico hood over there, mm-hmm. and then there's another area called Dyson Circle, which was a project. Okay, right by. Oh. So you got suburban by hood by basically gentrification. Okay, but this was never really supposed to have been a hood area. Mm, okay. You got to just move into the area. Yeah, so we moved into the area. Different at I my I moved there in the fifth grade. My homeboy moved there in the sixth grade. We all started going to the middle school together. And then once we were doing a little bad stuff then fighting every day. And then when we got to high school, one of my Chico homeboys' uncles used to take him on licks and he was fat as hell. I mean, mm. fat. Mm. And um, <clears throat> he used to break into houses and we used to be like, how your big ass got into a window? And then oh, he taught God. us and my first one, I hit $3,000 cash. Freshman year, 14 years that old. you stole from a house? Yep. Wow. Oh, so, so do you have any regrets for doing some of that stuff though now? Like- yeah, because karma. Karma. I go through a lot of stuff now from what I did then. Mm, karma doesn't always come right then right like you probably like you said you're still paying for some of that now right i'm I'm paying for some debts of of my past demons wow but you're so self-aware and that's good that you are aware that that's what that is because i always was smart and i always was a reader so it was like even though i'm in the streets and I was always raised in the church. Mm-hmm. So with praying family members, praying grandmother, praying mother, and the person who reads and always want to know more, it was like I would always compare the Bible to common logic, to the Quran, to I guess you would say Christianity and Islam. And then I would also compare those to normal self-awareness that you have got in your own inner spirit right so i want to pause for just a second because i do know that you are a reader and so i did a little research um i know that one of your favorite philosophers because you actually introduced me to this philosopher osho and i have a quote and i want you to tell me um what this quote means to you Mm mm-hmm And it says, truth is not something outside to be discovered. It is something inside to be realized. How does that resonate with you? It's basically saying truth isn't for everybody. You're you're not displaying truth for the people. You're just saying truth for you. Mm. You want to be truthful with what's going on inside you first. Then you can be truthful to others. Which I've always thought to myself, like... If you ain't real with you, who? how could you be real with someone else? For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Do you think you always lived true to yourself during that time? No. Okay. Because there's a lot of things that I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing that I did anyway. That you did anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So if you could give some advice 
to other young boys out there who may be contemplating that lifestyle or who may be in that lifestyle, if you had the opportunity, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Be prepared to lose. Be prepared to win. Be prepared to cry. Mm-hmm. Be prepared to 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 lose morals and principles behind money because money is the root of all evil. Well, the love of money is the root of all evil. And I was going to tell you, greed is really what that is. Yeah. And in that game, there's no way that you can't get greedy. Mm. There's no possible way. The money is just so good. Mm. And it comes so fast. But it leaves as fast as it comes. And I would tell them that if you were going to be in that game, which I'm not telling you because I'm not the type of, I'm not a hypocrite. I'm not a person that's going to say, oh, don't do it. Don't do it, dude. Because some people win at it. Mm. And when I say win at it, I'm saying it, it. they use it as a good stepping stone or a building block to get to another part of life. Okay. And the cars that they get dealt is the cars they get dealt. So some people have to go that route. I'm not telling them that they should, but I'm also a person that knows product of an environment. If I'm not raised with a silver spoon in my mouth and I've got a drug addict aunt, a drug addict mother, and everyone around me selling drugs, but I got to put food on the table, what do you think I'm probably going to do? Right. Right. Um, And I know um, this was something else that I wanted to um, mention because I started watching this reality show, which I which is like my guilty pleasure. But it was something um, on the show that was said um, for those who are familiar with the reality show Beyond the Pole. um, It's a show about, um, you know, female exotic dancers who are trying to, you know, have who are, you know, developing an exit strategy out of that lifestyle. And I decided it was so intriguing to me because uh, one of the life coaches on there said that there's two things that um, those women should take with them, which is where I came up with this uh, episode title. And that was um, their hustle and their heart. So that's how I came up with this. So I, I, my question to you is, I know you've taken your hustle and your heart, apparently, right, into your business is now, but what are some other um, traits, if any, that you have taken with you since you've left that lifestyle? Or if not, do you want to talk about your hustle and heart? Trapping. Trapping. Okay, so break that down because some people... I am still trapping. I'm just trapping in a business sense. So trap, I mean, okay, I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> I don't... Trapping, I mean, I've heard that word, but what is it in your language? Like Trapping... <clears throat> Trapping is grinding. And when when I say grinding, it's not what you think it is. Trapping is flipping, basically. You always flipping something. Will it be when you when you trapping, you is you're taking one thing and doubling the profit. Mm. Or doubling the value of what it is. So if if I got something that's a five dollar bag, I'm selling it for ten. Mm, okay so that's trapping okay okay so like flip okay all right i yeah. i get it because i was thinking of it in another sense okay so you you took 
the trapping, your hustle, and your heart. Okay, so how is um, life now compared to how it was in terms of, you know, when you were in the streets and now you're running your businesses? Like, I'm free. I've never had, I've never had this feeling before. Hmm. I've never had the feeling of not having to look over my shoulder, not having to worry about if this person trying to rob me, not having to worry about, because another thing about with the streets that it's always violence. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, there's no way, even when I would be out in days that I ain't even doing nothing. It's some kind of violent came out. One of my homeboys got to get in a fight. Some girl got to get in a fight. Somebody done accidentally hit this person. You just, it was always violence, no matter what. Mm. So now you got to worry about not only jealous people wanting to fight you, kill you, rob you. Now you got to worry about just life of the violent life. You got to worry about the police. You mm-hmm. got to worry about your family. Mm-hmm. And then you got to worry about making the money. Mm, it's a lot of different dynamics there right <clears throat> but this is all self-inflicted because mm. you, you brought it upon yourself do... right yeah because you didn't even have to go through half of probably what you went through right right for sure so you turned, you arre- turned life around for yourself I've been arrested nine times nine times nine times Does I'm not a convicted the... felon does your tribe change when you be like when you get arrested? Do you feel like people are not as uh supportive of you during that time? Did you experience that? Well, you of course you're gonna have those people who turn their back on you, especially the ones that are already was temporary anyway. They're gonna definitely lose leave. They're gonna think, Oh, he done for now, it's over, he done got arrested. They they leave you and then they usually show up once you get out. Mm. And that's how you, that's the more of where you see and see who really down for you. I had family members cross me out. Hmm. Well, you know, King J. Pat, I think you have definitely turned things around for the better. Um, I can so see um, your future is super bright. Um, I think your story is definitely relatable. I think you've kept it um, real. Um, what is your truth, though? Fill in, fill in this blank. My truth is that without family, God, and prayer, I would have been done. Mm. Been a long time ago done. Mm. I probably wouldn't even be alive right now. I've been shot at. I've been stabbed. I've been snitched on. I've been hit with bottles. I've been what? I've been hit almost hit by a car. I've been in high speed chases. I've been in shootouts on highways. Wow. I didn't I didn't know all that. I don't I I'm sorry cuz we're actually getting ready to wrap this up, but I do think well I try to give um listeners out there a little bit of 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 background as to um, the relationship I have with those who are on my show. I don't think we talked a little bit about it, um, our friendship. Um, you didn't you like to- me at first. <laughs> <laughs> that's, our, that's our friendship. 
Kirsten didn't like me at first. I met Kirsten mm-hmm. through a family member who she was a family member of, and we were like all in the same house hanging out. And Kirsten moved from. Well, I was in. I was an undergrad. I was at FAMU. Right. Yes, I was. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I was in school, but not in school because I was hustling. And I do have a degree. I did finish it with a uh, a degree in business finance. Um, but at the time I was just, and Kirsten thought I was a little rude, which I probably was, but then she got grown to know me in that time. And I've been one of Kirsten's best friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Let's yeah. Yeah. You, you have, you really have. And I, I, oh my God, I keep wanting to call you. Um, by your name but um yeah so I really really appreciate honestly like listening to your story and finding out things that I did not even know like it's just brought me so much like joy I, I get a joy out of listening to these stories because I feel like you start from one place but it's really about how you finish I'm super proud of you um I really really am so I I'm going to continue to support you um for those who may be interested in your clothing line or your business would you like to give your contact information follow me on Instagram at K I N G dot J A Y dot P A T. King J Pat. Thank you so, 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 so much. I hope everyone has been inspired by this. They found some type of um, healing in it for sure. And don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger to the show. And if you hear this, read a book called Think, Grow Rich. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, King J. Pat. Well, everyone, this concludes tonight's episode of Hustle and Heart Part 1. Please stay tuned for next week because I have Part 2 coming soon. Um, But I hope we could all take away a lesson learned from this story. Um, And if anything... Keep your hustle and keep your heart in whatever you do and whatever you have going on. Um, So until next time, thank y'all for tuning in and y'all be great.